Greetings and welcome to Warrior Goddess Revolution Podcast. My name is Heather Ashamara, and I'm doing what I'm calling the Outdoor Summer Series, where I'll be doing about a half hour recordings outside. So you may hear right now there's cicadas happening outside, there's been a fly buzzing about, there's people. I'm currently in the south of France visiting my friends McKenna and Chris, looking out right now on their incredible garden outside of Provence, or Grasse, I should say. So my audio editor is on vacation for the summer, so this is an unedited recording, so anything could happen. Let's see. So today we're going to talk about the difference between boundaries and control. Boundaries are something that I've been writing about and exploring for many years now, and I've been really interested in this recent story that's come out about Sarah Brady and Jonah Hill, two people that were in relationship. Sarah recently shared some texts between them and called her ex-partner narcissistic and misogynist. And there's just been a lot of going back and forth. And of course, people are incredibly polarized of some people on Jonah's side, some people on Sarah's side. So I'm not here to pick sides, but I'm here to look at our definition of boundaries and what boundaries actually are versus what a lot of us think boundaries are. So boundaries are not something that we use to control other people's behavior. There are things that we set to keep ourselves safe, to give ourselves a container. So I really think about a boundary as a container. And what's happening is that people are perceiving that when you say something like, my boundary is that you can't do that behavior, that that's a proper boundary. And it's not. A proper boundary is deep dive in a relationship, in an intimate relationship of true communication of what our vulnerabilities are, what our needs and wants are, what our fears are. And that is a place where we're each taking responsibility for what our needs are and what our agreement is within a relationship. What often happens within a relationship is that we pick a partner that we love who they are and how they are in the world before we get in relationship with them. And then sometimes we get into relationship with them and then we're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I need you to be different. I expect you to be different. If you love me, you will be different. And that's control. Now, of course, that form of control is based on fear, it's based in insecurity, it's based in our past trauma. But what we need to do is to delve deeper of what is actually the need. So what's been going back with the Sarah slash Jonah dance is that she's a surf instructor, she's a model, and when they got into relationship, Text started going back and forth about my boundary is for you to take down the photos on social media where you're being sexy, where you're surfing in a bathing suit, where, and I need you not to be interacting with men. So one, she's in a field where she surfs, which often includes 
bathing suits and in a very male-dominated field. So, of course, there's going to be men. Now, I don't know, you know, again, I'm not going back and forth of like it's his fault, her fault. There's a lot of dynamic. We have no idea how she was behaving. And from the text, the way that the idea of a boundary is being used is not correct and not actually supportive in a relationship. So saying you need to take down photos from your social media, you need to not interact with other humans, you need to, and this is my boundary, and if you love me, you will respect and honor my boundary. If you respect and love someone, you listen to what their fears are, and then you work out agreements that you both come to to help create the container of the relationship. So let's say that you're in a relationship with one person is uncomfortable with how the other person is dressing, and the other person then tries to change to please said person. It never goes well. Because what that is, is a dynamic of power. It's a, it becomes a power struggle because one person is saying, you will make me safe. You will show me that you love me if you change your behavior. And the other person then makes, has to make the decision, well, I need to show them, I want to show them that I love them and that I do respect them. So I will try and change my behavior. But they're not doing that from a sense of inner desire to transform. They're doing that from a sense of wanting to please somebody else. So it's similar to somebody trying to quit an addiction, let's say. This is probably not a great analogy, but stay with me. Somebody trying to quit an addiction that's doing it for somebody else. It doesn't last because it's not from an inner motivation. It's from I'm trying to prove something or show something or be something for somebody else. So there isn't that sense of integrity from the inside of making change. I'll share another example. When I was in my probably early 30s, I had been in a lot of dramatic emotional relationships. And I made a decision that I wanted to be in a relationship with somebody that was incredibly stable. And that's what I was looking for. I called him, I was looking for my miso man. I wanted somebody grounded and stable. And I found that human and we did get into relationship. And pretty soon after we got into relationship, there was a rift. And the truth is we were in very different places in our life and there was a misalignment of what we were looking for. So, I, at that time, was starting to explore my sexuality, how I was being in the world. I had really covered myself up, wore really baggy clothes, and was really hiding my body a lot because I had an agreement in my head that being spiritual and being a sexual being were two separate things. The human that I was in relationship started getting triggered by what I was wearing and started asking me, can you not wear those things? Can you stop doing what you're doing? And I really wanted to. I really loved this human. I really wanted to be in this relationship. 
But the truth was, I was in an inner exploration and trying to figure things out and find my way towards my relationship with my sexuality and my embodiment that had nothing to do with my partner. That was my inner journey. And they were insecure about what I was doing. And so because we didn't communicate fully about it, because I was like, okay, I will try to change to please you. I tried to modify what I was wearing, how I was being in the world. But of course, because it was my own inner exploration, and then I basically dampened my fire down to try and stay in relationship with this human, there just ends up being a lot of drama and a lot of hurt and miscommunication because we weren't being clear about what we each needed. If he had, if we had talked it through, if we really had the skills and the capacity to talk it through, I think what we might have come to is the agreement of we are choosing to be in a monogamous relationship and this is what that means to each of us. What is monogamy? And what does it look like? And, you know, the foundation was he didn't want me to cheat on him in putting that in quotes. He didn't want me to hook somebody else and, and get into relationship or be flirty with anybody else. And but if we go down to it, there was really a basic fear that both of us had about being in a relationship. I think my fear was around losing myself. His fear was about being abandoned. And if we had brought those wounds into the relationship and really worked through how can we each be in our own process and our own growth and have a foundational agreement, which is this is what monogamy looks like in this relationship, so that we both could relax and open. And, and also for me to really ask myself, could I commit to that? Did that feel good in my body? And for him to commit to, and does this feel good in my body? Then we're respecting where we are in our own process. And instead of putting our focus on how do I change the other person so I'm safe? Our work is what boundary do I need to set so that I have a container for myself that's not trying to fix or change this other human that I'm in, that I'm with. And that's clear about this is a no. Okay. And that again, it's not... If you do this, you'll prove your love to me, then you are respecting and taking care of our relationship. We need to go deeper than that. We need to be vulnerable and to share what the fears are and then learn to be with our own fears. And the boundary in a way, is not letting ourselves, this is part of the boundary making that we get to make with ourselves, is not allowing ourselves to go into stories of worst case scenario of what could happen, of them not respecting me, but to keep coming back to self-soothing, creating a boundary with the stories that we're creating, and learning how to separate, this is where boundaries are so helpful, internal boundaries, 
learning how to separate what is our trauma and our fear versus our intuition versus our strategy versus what our needs are now. All of those things often get incredibly tangled in our life. Our wounds, our fears, our trauma, if we're not bringing them and holding them with love, often go out and start hooking stories of what could happen or taking evidence and weaving it into what is happening. That's only a small section. Again, I don't know the relationship between these two humans. So making up or looking at possibilities and also looking at like my relationship in the past, if my partner and I had been able to, again, communicate more vulnerably with each other and stay with each other's discomfort without trying to immediately change or fix it, then my partner might have been able to share, this is my fear when I see this, and I might have been able to share, and this is what's going on for me. Let's stay in communication with this, understanding that there is, I love this statement in relationships, that there's a, a deal breaker, that you figure out what your deal breakers are. But that again, the deal breaker is not, you're not allowed to do this. The deal breaker is very just clear. If this happens, that's the end of the relationship. This is where the line is for me. And that it's kind of much lower down than a lot of people said it. I'll give another example. I was in a relationship where there was a lot of trigger, like a lot, we triggered each other in a lot of different ways. And there, there would be times when my partner would start yelling and start getting more and more emotionally violent, I would say, or aggressive in the way that they were communicating. And that was normal for them for their family dynamic. It was not normal for me and my family dynamic. My family dynamic was very, very different. And so as it continued to amp, and I watched it, that as I tried to calm things down, redirect, that they would amp it more and more and more. And I could just see this isn't going to a good place. This isn't working. Our communication styles are really different. What I did is when I was calm one day, not when I was triggered or upset, but when I was calm one day, I said, you have every right to be upset and to want to talk things through. Absolutely. And there's a level where we're not communicating any longer because we both get triggered. And so when there's this level of anger and verbal abuse that's happening to me, and this is what it looks like, it was very clear, and this is where it is, I'm going to walk away 
so that both of us can de-escalate our systems and then we'll come back and talk, okay? And it was a clear, I'm doing this, not you have to change your behavior to make me safe. It was like, you can do that behavior. I am just gonna choose to remove myself to de-escalate, to hold, get my nervous system regulated so that we can actually have a conversation. Because I know when I'm triggered and you're triggered, nothing's gonna happen. It's actually just gonna keep escalating. So the boundary I set was really with myself, that it was an agreement with myself that when this happened, I was going to remove myself to calm myself down, to then come back and to have the conversation. Now, my partner at the time threw all sorts of things at me. You're running away. You're abandoning me. You call yourself a spiritual teacher, but you can't even have a conversation. And it was really hard to not go into believing them. But I kept stepping back and looking at it and being like, nope, this just is something that I need to take care of myself. They can do what they're going to do. I'm not changing who they are and how they choose to communicate. And I'm removing myself not as a form of running away, but a form of self-care to then be able to go back and change the dynamic and be in a heart-centered, present space to have a conversation. Okay, So do you feel the difference? If I'm in a place where I'm like, if you do that again, you're not respecting me. That doesn't, it's not a boundary that I'm saying they have to change their behavior. I'm just clearly stating this is what's going to happen and I am going to remove myself and then come back. And what happens in situations like that is when you're not upset and triggered, you then talk it through so that you can come to an agreement, that you can come to getting to see each other's perspective. And so often communication like that happens not when you are triggered, but when you're clear, when your nervous system is calm, when you're able to witness the situation and listen to yourself from a centered, present place, what you want for yourself in the relationship, and how can you help create that? What are you going to do to help create that in the relationship? Not what am I going to do to try and get them to change? How am I taking responsibility for my own experience? And getting grounded and clear about what my needs are for myself, not for the other person. The other person gets to be who they are. And it's subtle in a way, but it's hugely important because there's all sorts of ways that we try to control other people, that we want them to be different. And especially when we go into intimate relationship, that we start off 
with all the love hormones, thinking that everything they do is fine and wonderful. And then as they start to wear off, then the temptation is to make them different. But I found in all relationships, trying to change the other person is not helpful. Trying to fix or caretake the other person, also not helpful. That's also crossing the line. Now, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. and I wrote a book called The Seven Secrets of Happy and Healthy Relationships. And I loved one of the things that's in the book that when he and I taught together that we used to do is that he would say, put your hand up. And we would stand facing each other with our palms together, hands facing each other, touching. And we would talk about how in a relationship, there's this place of intersection and I'm responsible for everything on my side and he's responsible for everything on his side. And there is a place of interaction, but that we're taking deep responsibility for our own experience, our communication, our own clarity, our connection to our intuition, and clearing out the stories and past so that we can actually be present in the relationship. And again, this is for all relationships. So often we come into relationships with wounds and hurt from the past that we project onto the person that we're in relationship with. And then we're trying to change the past by changing this other person. But what we really need to do is step back and say, okay, what am I projecting? What's the story that I have? Is there any place that I have not healed my own wounding and that this relationship is bringing that up as an opportunity for me to create healing? Controlling the other person's never going to bring a sense of healing or trying to control them. Taking ownership and using whatever arises in relationships as a way to clean in a loving way our own pain from the past is so powerful. And it means that we're doing so with ourselves. Again, other boundaries that we want to really be holding with ourselves is that we're doing our own work, not from a place of judgment, or victimization, that we're shifting that inner world, that we're making a boundary with our judge and we're guiding ourselves towards discernment. That's the boundary that we're finding inside of ourselves. Is that not that we're beating ourselves up, feeling bad about who we are, judging ourselves constantly, criticizing, comparing ourselves constantly. The inner boundary is I'm going to say no to that internalized behavior and turn towards learning how to witness and discern. It doesn't mean that, that you're never, you never judge yourself again, but you don't believe the judgment. You don't follow that train. That's where the boundary is. Boundary is like, oops, come back. Nope, we're going towards witnessing. We're going towards discerning. Yes, there's this part of me that is judgmental. Yes, there's this part of me that is scared what's actually happening here in the present. Come back, sweetheart. Come back right here. That's the boundary. It's a boundary that's made with love on the inside. And the same thing I think about this with, like to think about 
the difference between what we're moving ourselves from is feeling victimized by the world or by our past experiences to leaning into our vulnerability. So when we're victimized, we feel helpless. We feel like it's not fair. We feel like we can never be enough, that we can never do it right. And instead, we want to lean towards just recognizing it's hard being a human. It's really vulnerable and tender and scary to be a human and to be interacting with the world and that we have past pain and hurt and trauma and stories and that it's tender. And that again, we bring our love to ourselves to say, yes, sweetie, I know you're scared. And let's lean out of the, the story and the, the languaging inside of our head, the inner dialogue, which says, I can never do this. This always happens. Nobody ever listens to me. The places where we go into always, should, never, the places that we go into the, this, can't think of the word right now the superlatives where it's it's never always it should be this way, that we're gently moving ourselves out of those places and asking ourselves, hey, sweetheart, where do you feel vulnerable right now? What are you afraid of? And then we're being with that vulnerability. That is beautiful. And that's where the boundaries on the inside help us to heal and help us to use the challenges in our lives as ways to see how we respond and react and then take space to heal on the inside. And if we have a loving relationship, our partner is on that journey of helping us and loving us in our healing without trying to force or change us. Just like with ourselves, we're not trying to force or change ourselves. We're actually, more of the focus is on how do I love myself so fiercely that I can embrace all of this past and transmute it. That we learn how to transmute with love. When we try and control ourselves, we're trying to fix or push or repress who we truly are. We're trying to negate our own pain or put it on, make it somebody else's fault. When we are in relationship with ourselves from a place of healthy boundaries, we're loving ourselves and we're able to say, no, sweetheart, let's not go towards drama. Let's go towards presence. Let's not go towards judgment. Come on back. Let's be present and discern what's actually happening. We also take space for our own healing. We continue to do our own inner work, not from I must fix myself so I'm a good human, but from a, I'm a good human and I want to learn how to love myself even better. So...
play with inside of yourself. Any place that you have a thought of, I want this person to be different. I want to control them in any way. You know, we don't think I want to control these persons, but that's not usually where our brain goes. Our brain goes, I want them to be different. I don't want this behavior to happen. And the invitation for all of us is to come back into our heart, to let that human be who that human is, and to ask ourselves, what's the inner boundary or the outer boundary that I'm making for myself to create a container? And look at what's the root. It's wonderful to have agreements in relationships. And that agreement is a form of a conscious boundary that both people agree to. And we want to look at where the places where we have unconscious expectations that lead us to try and control ourselves or others. I'd love to hear your thoughts around boundaries versus control. So feel free to share and feel free to email any questions to hello at warriorgoddess.com or interact with me on social media. I am currently on social media doing a summer one minute, one take on boundaries and all sorts of different topics. So check out especially Instagram and take good care of yourselves. May we all create a loving container for ourselves and keep redirecting our minds towards kindness and compassion for ourselves and others as we all heal and grow and find our joy in the world. Blessings.